Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla and this is Holly. Hello. And this week we will be discussing the Disney Pixar film Cars, which was released in the USA on the 26th of May 2006 and the UK on the 28th of July 2006. But as always, we are going to discuss the Cars attraction before we get into that. So, Holly, would you like to tell us about the Cars attraction? Well, yeah, there's a Cars land in Disney, California. And I know we normally stick to Florida theme yeah. parks. Yeah. But, yeah, it's quite big, actually. A billion dollars it cost. I don't know. I've just literally just read that. You have quickly Googled it because you mugged me right off making me watch Cars when there isn't an attraction. Uh, yeah, like, we're fair now. We're yeah. even. Okay, so for anyone that didn't listen, this is payback for me making Holly watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then she discovered there wasn't a Who Framed Roger Rabbit attraction. So it's petty vengeance, to be honest. <laughs> um, because we are supposed to only be doing the Orlando theme parks, but you're right, there is something in Disneyland. I haven't seen it. Because uh, I don't think it was there when I went, but I, th- I believe they've got quite a big thing on it. And also, Cars did feature very, very briefly in the um, Disney Hollywood Studios attraction, Lights, Motors, Action, Extreme Stunt Show, which um, was the only attraction, I believe, that started in the Disneyland Paris um, one and got bought over to Florida. Oh. I mean, have you seen, have you looked at the Cars Land area of California, the pictures? I have not. Like, Google it. <laughs> like, now, if you can. Okay. It looks so good. Okay. Like, it literally makes me want to book a flight to California right away just to go to Cars Land. And when I was watching the film, I said to Adam, this looks so good, like, they should make this into the theme park. And they have. And it it looks amazing. Yeah, looking at it now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. <laughs> Not a fan? No. Um, it looks very, very nice if you are a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> and you can go through... Like, they've got the racetrack there. Mm-hmm. God, it just looks so good. You've done, have you done, uh, you've done it in LA before, haven't you? You've been there No. Before. Oh, really? You haven't been to the LA one? No. What? I've been to LA, like, I've been to LA in California, but yeah, yeah, I've never been to, I've never been to, um, the Disney there, because I think, why wouldn't we have gone? 
it's miles away. I when I think like I've stayed in Palm Springs in that area before, and then when I've been there, like normally driving like through like down the coast or something, and we just sort of you know to take a full day, um, just didn't really don't know. I didn't really ever prioritize it. It's yeah. I mean. It's really difficult to get to. When I went to LA and then we stayed in Universal Studios, actually, like, in City Walk itself, which was good because that's where most of the stuff in Hollywood is, uh, in and around there. But, obviously, it, Disneyland's in Anaheim, which is quite a way away. We weren't driving, so we had to get a bus trip there, and it, it was... A bit annoying. Yeah, it was really, and it, we felt so rushed because we only had literally about six hours. Oh. And when you're trying to see everything, um, it was nice though. I was glad I saw the original. Um, and I'd probably go back, but I'd, I'd probably have to split the holiday and go and stay in Anaheim for like three days or something. So on to the film. Um... Now, I'm a bit annoyed with myself over this because a few episodes ago, um, you asked me what my least favourite Pixar films, and I said Incredibles and Up, which I stand by, but I'd forgotten the dog's dinner that is Cars, and it would undoubtedly be my worst Pixar film. And after re-watching it for this, I stand by it. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> do we have to do the bit, though, where you say when it was released? I've already done that, Holly. Oh, right, okay, sorry. When was it released again? It was released uh, 2006. You see, I actually think that Cars is, is a really good film. When I watched it back, I just thought the detail of it like was just so good. Like, so, so good. Yeah, I mean, look, when I say it's not a good film, I'm not in any way slagging off the animation. The oh, people my God. Sorry. No. There's a Cars 3 coming out this year. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm so excited. I like that you leave your Googling until we're actually recording, and then whilst I'm talking, you're just on the phone. <laughs> Sorry. Right, continue. That's that fine. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't have a problem with, with anything um, technical to do with the film. Well, that's just the problem with the film. My problem with the film is it's just really boring. Why? I saw it in the cinema when it first came out with my friend Angela and... I remember leaving the cinema and we both said, well, that was absolutely awful. And then you suggested watching it for this. And I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I was a bit too harsh. Watched it again. I was just so bored. So bored. I just don't think it's a film that translates into watching it as an adult. Or as a girl. <laughs> well, that is sexist. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this is one of your because you have a fiance who is obsessed with cars 
that it is just, you know, it's something to do with that, why you like it. No, I, I just really like it. This is my favourite Disney film. Not even just Pixar, I mean Disney. Oh, yeah, sorry, Pixar. Let's not oh, get silly. I mean, you know, let's not be crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be outrageous. Right. It is my favourite Pixar film. Yeah. But I really, really loved car uh, Planes as well. I haven't seen Planes. Planes is so good. Did that get a cinema release or was it just straight to DVD? <laughs> it wasn't straight to DVD. I, I don't know. know. I watched it on a plane. Which is apt. And now, it was... we've talked about this. Yeah. We've talked about plane films. And if you watch any film on a plane, if it's a comedy, you'll laugh harder. If it's a weeper, you'll cry harder. Mm. So I'm not going to take your opinion on planes until you have seen it, not at altitude level. Ah, uh, but how does it work? That I was in, I started watching it before we had even taken off, and it was like because we were on the ground for quite some time. I would have, I would have at least been half an hour in before mm. we flew. Were you flying on holiday or back? Oh, on holiday. Uh, there you go. Yeah, true. There you go. Yeah. And I think also because the moment the planes, because they go on, they do a race or something, the moment the planes were flying up to do their race, we were on the runway flying up. Well, that would make anyone like that film. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not a fair opinion. Okay, fine. Um, but Cars, on the other hand, I've watched numerous times on Earth, and I enjoy it. Well, I wish I'd have watched it in a plane, because I might have enjoyed it more. So, to me, compared to every other Disney film, I, would, like, I don't know why this would be so much worse. Okay, so let's talk through the story. And then you can tell me the bit you liked. Yeah. And I'll listen. So uh, it starts with, we see Lightning McQueen racing and he's a rookie sensation. Um, he's winning the race, but he blows a tyre because he didn't take a pit stop. So he's a bit cocky, isn't he? Yeah, which I like. Yeah, okay. He thinks he's won, doesn't he, at the start? He thinks he's yeah. won, comes out, and then it turns out it's a three-way tie, and he looks a bit of a prat. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, even then, he doesn't really look that bad, because he is just the rookie, so, like, no one would have expected him to get as far as he did. Mm. And also, I was like, you know, like, how he won the race, like, he he should have crashed, because the other car... The green one, like, obviously, firstly, sh someone should have stopped him. Like, they should have stopped the race, and he should have been disqualified, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, that annoyed me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the comeback he made, and that he didn't do the pit stop. I just think people, regardless of whether he won or not, people would have been like, this guy's amazing. It was impressive. So it's uh, at this point, actually, before we go on to the next bit, and then we see that he's got um, fans in the audience. Tia and Mia. Yeah, identical twins. They were cute. Which reminded me of you and your sister. 
and it goes that there's going to be a tiebreaker held a week later in LA. The winner is going to get a new sponsorship deal with, is it Dynoco? Dynaco? Yeah, Dynaco. Yeah. Um, because Lightning McQueen is a bit embarrassed by his current sponsor, which is Rusty's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And didn't you love it when they, like, when he imagined in his head, like, that his sponsorship with Dynaco, and then it, like, showed the, the wheel prints in the ground? No. <laughs> so he goes on with the big rig Mac. Um, and we hear his agent, which I know excited you very much. Yeah. It's nice uh, to see a cameo from Jeremy Clarkson, isn't it? I don't expected cameo. I didn't realise that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in England, he's huge and associated with cars. Not the film, just cars. But I didn't realise that in America, he was uh, well known enough to feature in a Pixar film. Well, Top Gear is apparently um, the BBC's best TV show, like, as you know, to selling it to, around the world. Yeah, I can believe. I mean, I, I, again, no surprises. I'm not a big fan of Top Gear. Um, well, no, not now. Well, no, but, you know, now or previously. Uh, yeah, so he's on um, the uh, Big Rig Mac and he pushes Mac to drive all through the night because he wants to get to L.A. before the others. Mac then becomes kind of a victim of, of road rage almost, doesn't he, where uh, he falls asleep and is kind of hassled by some young cars on the road, and he jolts, and the back opens, and lightning falls out. He does. I love the cars that... Um sort of, you know, like, play the music and stuff back because they remind me of what Adam used to drive. See, I think that you don't love cars, you just love Adam, and this reminds you of Adam. No, because it's not that. I like Adam, okay? Well, clearly not, because you don't like the film. (laughs) Obviously, there's bits of it that remind me of it, but I love how, like, the Dynaco people, you can just tell they're from Texas. Mm. you know like the accents like you know that they they're like this old car with like you know the thing on the front of it i don't know it's just i just think the details amazing i just really really like it okay and everything you look at like even when they were driving when mac was driving him out of the stadium you know, he's got like a police escort and is driving down one side of the road. And then you can see all the other cars like piling out. And it's like things like that, obviously, I just think it's like so realistic. Mm-hmm. He gets chased by a sheriff. Well, he goes, uh, he goes to try and find Mac, goes down a country, you know, the back roads. Yes. thinks he's found him, it's not him, and then ends up sort of getting into some awful mess where he digs up the road. Yes, and he finds himself in this strange place. Radiator Springs. Radiator Springs, thank you. I was frantically looking through my notes and trying to say the sentence as slowly as possible while I found it. I did like the VW camper van. I thought that was funny when... 
he was like, I'm not the only one seeing this. I thought he was quite amusing. He was kind of in the same vein as the turtle in Finding Nemo, wasn't he? Mm, yeah, he was annoying. I quite liked him. But I think what we both agree on is that we don't like Mater. Awful. So annoying that I literally cannot even deal with it. I mean, just awful. He looks a mess. He is a mess. Ugh. I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do, but to me, this was, um, and regardless of what I think of the rest of the film, it's just one of those underdog characters that just didn't work for me at all. But I think we're probably both going to be in a minority about that. He isn't funny. He's just, I mean, if, if you were to meet somebody like, that as a person they would just be annoying they would probably be wearing socks and sandals if they were a person and it's like you're in this town radio springs where not a lot is going on and you have somebody in there who can spray paint cars Mm -hmm. and no one thought let's just tart mater up a bit i mean i think a bit of you know even red rust would be nicer than just brown i just got the impression he probably smelt definitely you know bit pongy yeah so anyway um mater is left in charge to um to sort of guard him and i just thought i wrote down some kind of weird car court scene comes up (laughs) um i don't understand are we in a land that only cars exist well yeah but obviously like a heli- like helicopters and planes exist as well. So no humans exist? No. So that's what I, I, I struggle with. I don't understand what it is. Well, it's like they're just cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I... Doing human jobs, but also doing the jobs of cars. Well, no. What are they doing the jobs of cars for? Well, they're racing cars. Yeah, but that would be just like watching Usain Bolt. Oh, okay. So you're supposed to think of them as like, you know, Jessica Ennis and everything. Yeah. That's how I think of it. Okay. So it's just a land where only transport exists. Yeah. And I guess it would just be like, you know, the the lorries would Mm. probably be... Like giving someone a piggyback. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the answer and you're trying to wing it. Okay, so they're, they're in a court and yeah. and this lawyer called Sally appears and he says the creepiest line ever to her, all you need to do is stand there and let me look at you. <laughs> Yeah, now, he is he is annoying there because he could have got away with it. I mean, really? If Mater had said that, he'd go to jail. <laughs> the comment, obviously, I don't think is that weird. Hmm. Just because all it really is is just like somebody, you know, like just sort of, you know, if a, if a good-looking lawyer came in to see someone, just be like. Yeah, well, don't worry. The job's all done now. I just, I can just stare at you as you're so good looking. No, don't get me wrong. If 
this was like a Zac Efron film, not a problem. But this is a child's film, Holly. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, but it would just go over their heads. I just, I just thought it, it just seemed a little out of place. But yeah, so you didn't enjoy that comment, fine. I just thought it was ridiculous. Anyway, um... I'll tell you the most ridiculous thing with the whole thing, that nobody knew who he was. I was surprised that, uh, I mean, obviously the rest of them have lived there for years, but later on it becomes apparent that Sally hadn't always lived there, so you'd think that she would have heard of him. Well, I just think even they must have, you know, they've got TVs. We know they have TVs. Yeah. Um, because they watch him later on on the TV. So that no one has a TV where it's like the biggest race of, you know, the world or, you know, is ha- in this country is happening and nobody knows who he is. And then the two people who just happen to be travelling through Radio Springs because they're lost wouldn't be like, oh, my God, there's Lightning McQueen. Mm. And that, you know, he has just finished the biggest race and he's gone missing and no one knows who he, where he is. And nobody just thought, get a plane over and like have a look where you, where you think you might have lost him or where you think he might have gone and let's go and find him. Yeah, agreed. Very uh, odd. Very odd. Um, so he's basically sentenced to community service for um, five days and he needs to fix the damage that he's done. Yeah, just fix it in general, really. It wasn't even all caused by him, was it? He just needs to put a new road in for them. Yeah. So he, he kind of sweet talks Mater to take his clamp off, and of course he races off, but he runs out of petrol and he's brought back, and you know we see him try and pull a fast one a few times. Yeah. So and then you kind of start to meet the rest of the people there. So you've got the Italian car dealers. And also, actually, that makes it even weirder because initially he's doing it really slowly. And then he hears on the radio, oh, whoever's just cut, flown in, you know, has just come into California. He's the first one here. And then he's obviously like, I need to get there and starts trying to, you know, do it really quickly. And what nobody said, oh, Lightning McQueen is missing. And then everyone didn't go, you're Lightning McQueen. And then I'd have been like, right, if Lightning McQueen's here and he's this big famous person, I'd be like, you know what? Like, we will fix the road, but you have to, you have to like bring press here, or you have to say this is your favourite place and you just come here to relax, so we get more tourism. Yeah. Wouldn't you've done that? You would, but I guess that would have been the end of the film. <laughs> Which I mean, I would have been all for that, but <laughs> might spoil your enjoyment. Yeah, so he, he he rushes the road and he fixes it um, badly and he's forced to redo it. And then he has a race with Doc. Yeah. Who is who was the the judge in the kind of weird court scenario. <laughs> so he in the end he does um, he does a good job, doesn't he, of the road? Yeah, very good. And Doc gives him some advice on stopping and turns and car type stuff. Yeah. Which uh, Lightning McQueen is surprised that it that it works. Yeah. And I think this is half my problem that I have to keep saying Lightning McQueen because I want to say Steve McQueen. 
We'll just call him McQueen. I still want to say Steve McQueen. Just call him Lightning. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with that. So then Sally starts to flirt with him and invites him to stay at the motel that she runs. He's the cosy cones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he starts to make friends while he's there, doesn't he? He torments the tractors with Mater. Which, again, really just highlighted, you know, Mater's IQ, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess the tractors were supposed to be like sheep to us. But it wasn't funny, was it? Well, it didn't make me laugh, no, but (laughs) (laughs) I think it was supposed to be funny. And he gets quite emotional when Mater calls him his best friend. But to be honest... Which I think is ridiculous. Well, I think Mater would have called anyone his best friend, to be honest. Well, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, so I wouldn't have got emotional over that. And then um, Sally just sort of gives Lightning the heads up that um, Mater trusts him. So, you know, don't mess around with him and promise him he can have a helicopter ride if you can't follow through with that. Yeah. And he has a little snoop around and he goes into the Doc's garage and sees that he's won the Piston Cup in 1951, 52 and 53 as the Hudson Hornet. Yeah. So um, obviously he's heard of him. It's a big name. And he tells the others, but they don't believe him. No, which again is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? It is a little bit, but... There was actually a part in here that did make me laugh, and I think it might have even been said by Mater. I'm dreading what it's going to (laughs) be. Lightning says he won the Piston Cup, and he said he did what in his cup? Yeah, that didn't make me laugh. That did make me laugh. Mm. I've gone down in your opinion now, haven't I? Yeah. Even further. (laughs) Um... So, and, and this is another uh, weird bit. He goes for a drive with Sally, and they kind of go under a waterfall. And it, the way she goes under it in slow motion is like some seedy, awkward car version of a Miss West t-shirt contest. But the view's very pretty, and I don't mean Sally. <laughs> Although she is a Porsche, so she is quite a good-looking car. Now, here's something I want to ask. So, now, in Friends, they call um, Porsches Porsches. Is it just a different pronunciation? Or do you think certain people say it wrong? It's a little bit like when the Americans say Jaguar. <laughs> right. They're just saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I I am just going to clarify it because, you know, obviously people can be like, oh, well, it's just how people pronounce things. But I'm pretty sure Adam went to see Porsche with work or something. So, you know, obviously the country that it's made in Mm. gets to decide what the correct name is, don't they? I would say so. Oh, here's Adam. We can ask him. Adam, 
When you've like been to see Porsche or like people in Germany where Porsche's from, how do they say Porsche? Do they say Porsche or do they say Porsche? So they say Porsche. But yeah, so we can confirm that. It came straight from Adam, who is an expert yeah. on cars and has been to Germany. Who, uh, who's been to Germany. He's definitely been to people that own Porsche um, and owns one. So I, I think there's no better qualification exactly. than that. So I'm glad we cleared that one up. Where were we? So um, he asks Sally how she ended up being in Radiator Springs. And she said that, you know, she kind of had it all in California, but she just never felt happy. So she drove and drove and drove until she broke down there and she fell in love with the view over Route 66. And it is a lovely view. It's a very nice view. And I love that in the second one, that little cafe gets people go to it again. Oh, okay. Like it's really popular. I haven't seen the second one. Well, maybe we should. Definitely not. <laughs> so um, she tells him how um, the interstate uh, made radiator springs really quiet. And one day they want to figure out how to put it back on the map. So he um, later on sees Doc alone with his racing tyres on. Um, and he asked him why he quit racing, and it turns out because he had a crash. And I think in all of this, actually, Doc is probably the worst one. I just find him quite, you know, quite selfish mm. and very sort of like, oh, they turned their back on me. And it's like, well, yeah. Like, yeah. I sort of, I would expect nothing less. Business. Is that rude? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I didn't mind Doc, to be honest. Didn't really have a strong opinion either way. He was all right. You kind of needed him there, didn't you? Yeah, to be the, the you know, the, the moral voice, I guess. The moral compass of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, Lightning gets new tyres from Luigi. And uh, he's generally spruced up a bit by everyone in the town. They all pull together to get him back. And I must have missed this. Or how how did he get it lit up like it was in its heyday? What did he do to get all the lighting fixed and everything? I don't know. And I did say to Adam about that. I was like, it's quite weird that you know they'd all been down. All the lights had been down. You couldn't just fix one. Are they all linked? I guess. Okay, I, I thought maybe I'd missed something because I was just—I didn't really understand how he'd done that. But maybe there isn't. It's just, just film magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the media arrive, and it turns out that um, Doc has tipped them off as to Lightning McQueen being there. Yeah. Because what? he's decided he doesn't want Lightning McQueen there. Mm -hmm. The rest of the town has to suffer. Like, they've become friends. You know, like, he's helped every single one of them in the town out by being like, oh, I need, you know, some oil. I need some, you know, like a paint job. Hmm. You know, he didn't have to do that. 
okay. He's helped all of them out. He's fixed their road. He's turned their lights on. And he's sort of enjoying himself being there. And then Doc's just like, oh, we shouldn't have a type like him around. It's very rude. Um, so he goes back to um, do the race and it starts badly but he then sees Doc and all his friends from Radiator um, Springs. Springs thank you cheering him on from the pit stop well, they're not they're not just there to cheer him on they're his crew there is crew I do apologise I don't know the etiquette of why you would be in a <laughs> other than I understand why Luigi's in a pit stop because he's doing his tyres but I don't know what everyone else in a pit stop does I don't either but okay. don't don't you think that it seems like the most boring race to watch ever um yeah but I'm not I'm I wouldn't really watch a race full stop so I wouldn't really know what to expect yeah but just to watch them go around like 300 laps but isn't that what racing is? Isn't that what motor racing is in general? Oh, to go just in a circular loop is NASCAR. Okay. And then the only thing which is exciting about that is if somebody crashes. But obviously, if you were to watch something like, um, I don't know, like Formula One, the track's a bit more interesting. You know, oh, there's bends and stuff on it, isn't there? Like, I don't know. Oh. I've never ever watched any kind of racing. I don't know what Le Mans is, actually, when they do the 24-hour race. I'm sure that must be... Four hours? <laughs> yeah. What, they, they, they drive around for 24 hours? They have, I think, three drivers. Oh, that's highly dangerous. Yeah, they have three drivers that will, can, like, will drive, but they have to drive for quite big chunks of time, I think. And then they'll go around, um, yeah, the cars race for 24 hours. So like a relay? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that track's a bit like bigger and bendier. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we see Doc wearing his Hudson Hornet branding. Yeah, who did that? <laughs> and how? With their, like, with their little teeth or something. I don't know, maybe, that is it like a costume? I don't know what this world is, where they're cars. So oh, yeah. it maybe, maybe it is a costume. Yeah, I don't know. Is it the equivalent of, you know, just popping on some lycra shorts or something? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't think of that. I did write this bit was long. The race seemed to, to go on quite a long time. Imagine uh, if you had to sit and watch it all. Well, yeah. Um, so the green car pushes the blue car off the track, eventually, after a long time. And uh, Lightning remembers Doc's crash and lets the green car win and pushes the blue car over the finishing line. Which really goes better for him than if he had of won, doesn't it? Yeah. So he did the right thing. People cheer him. They're, you know, even though the green car won, they're not really uh, excited for him or anything. And he's offered the sponsorship that he's been waiting for. But again, he does the right thing and decides to stick with his original sponsors. 
Yeah, which I think is a little far-fetched. <laughs> you know, like, fine that you don't want to go for the big, big sponsor, sponsor, but I don't think you need to be promoting Rusty's. <laughs> I'm sure that he could have made some kind of deal where he, you know, took the sponsorship and then still did bits and pieces for the other one. Yeah. Because he'll always be the original face of, of that one, wouldn't he? He would have always done that. So I'm sure they could have got publicity off of just being his first ever sponsor. Yeah. So he's true to his word and he arranges for Mater to have a helicopter ride, which he seems to be very excited about. And he announces that he's going to set up his racing headquarters in Radiator Springs. And then you see him go back to Sally in the end and say he's going to stick around for a bit. Aww. A happy ending. And then it was really sad because when the Ferrari came in, Mm. Michael Schumacher. Don't know what you're talking about there. When the Ferrari goes into the, you know, obviously the Italians, like Luigi's, they just were like, oh, the Ferrari, the Ferrari's the best car. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they're like, a real life Ferrari's come in. Mm-hmm. And then it's Michael Schumacher. Oh, was this during the credits? <laughs> no. I don't remember that bit. I do apologise. And then it was just sad, really sad, because obviously, you know... Yeah, no, I know that. I know my dad. Okay, good. Yeah, so that, and then the credits roll. Carla's happy it's over. I'm relieved. There was something in the credits where Mac is watching something and they say about how it's the same character being played over and over again because obviously that's an in-joke because the voice of Mac features in every Pixar film in a different character. Oh. So it's uh, John Ratzenberger, and in Toy Story he was Ham, the pig. He was the flea in Bug's Life. Don't remember Bug's Life. And, yeah, basically, I, I can't name them all, but he has been in every single Pixar film. He's the only actor to have his voice in all of them. Aww. So that's nice, isn't it? It is. Mm. And did you watch like did you watch it until the very end? Mm, possibly not. What happened? Where, they, where the two people who were lost are absolutely delirious. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't see that bit. Well, they're still like driving around. Um. You don't care. <laughs> Really don't. Um, so we've had some shout-outs. Not a lot. <laughs> we've had uh, from Instagram. Now I'd like to ignore five of them because they were just one word or thumbs up again. So um, these are the ones that I believe were genuine. So no surprise. Our number one fan, Lyle, 1989. <laughs> My fave Pixar film reminds me of Arizona. Oh, same. 
Now, did you make him type this? <laughs> no, I swear. I have no control over him. He does what he wants. Okay. So, uh, yeah, your, your friend agrees with you. But I've got someone on my side. <laughs> and not just someone, my cousin. So, at Becky Sten said, I can't emotionally bond with a car as hard as Pixar try. And you know what? I said to her, she's just my voice of reason. She put that so eloquently. I've been trying to say that since we started talking two hours ago. And I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah, I just can't. There's something about the fact it's a car that just, yeah, it's not cute. I don't know. You can can emotionally bond with a toy cowboy. Yes, because it's a toy and it's got a human face. I mean, what what other Pixar films do they have? There must be other things. (laughs) That proves your point. I think that's the only Pixar film that doesn't have a face. Well, Planes. Okay, I don't like that either. I've never seen it. Um... I think she summed it up there. She's Wally? Put, Wally. He's got a face. It's a robot. He's got a face. I didn't like that anyway. Mm, okay, I can't really find anything else. No. But I, I am very, very pleased with how she worded that. So thank you, Becky, for coming to my rescue. But people, uh, people do have emotional and sexual relationships with cars. No, I don't get dirty. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, we don't, but those kind of people normally have like a show on Channel 5 about them at at, like 11 o'clock at night. I did see a program about um, a woman who was in love with the Statue of Liberty. Did she try and and marry it? Yeah, she did Mm -hmm. marry it. I'm not, I'm not sure it was an official ceremony, but she seemed to think it was. But she, she married the Statue of Liberty, but at the time, she was going out of her drum kit. Oh, so, did, it, did it get jealous? Well, that's the thing. She had to dump the drum kit oh. for the Statue of Liberty. But she, the problem is she lives in England. so. Oh, so it's a long-distance relationship. It's a long-distance relationship, but she did, she did go to New York to marry it. So... Well, that was nice that she could turn up in person. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think that was on Netflix, if you want to check that out. Very, very interesting. There was also a woman that uh, married a roller coaster. Yes, I've heard of her. Yeah. Anyway, on to the Twitter shout-outs. So we've had um, at Lemon Spade who said, great film, Owen Wilson was the perfect choice. Yeah, agreed. I think he did the voice well. At 20th Century Geek, said, the first one is B-list Pixar, the sequel is even less, and I have no interest in the third. That is rude. Well, um, I would suggest you check out 20th Century Geeks podcast because we always promote other podcasts, but I think that's just coming from me and not Holly, if I'm being honest. Anything else you'd like to add? 
No. Okay. So that's it for this week. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram, Theme Park Films Podcast, on Pinterest, Theme Park Films Podcast, or you can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. So we are all over the place now. And when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> you will not find Holly on any of these places. And you do such a good job. I just don't want to take over and ruin it. You enjoy it more. I don't have a choice. <laughs> it's like, oh, you enjoy the editing. Yeah, I, lo- I love re-listening to us three times. <laughs> Especially when it's an episode that I've enjoyed as much as this one. <laughs> anyway, thank you very, very much for listening. And we will see you next time.